the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420. The answer is your host, Bob France. It is indeed, and a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Seven minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock, and we're underway. Not on a Monday. It feels like one to me because we were off yesterday for President's Day. We gave you a best-of show. Hopefully you uh, listened and enjoyed some of the other moments uh, and interviews that we did yesterday or that we played back for you yesterday. But it feels like a Monday because of the three-day weekend, thanks to President's Day. And by the way, happy President's Day to President Trump. Happy President's Day to former President Bush. Happy President's Day to the late President Bush. Happy President's Day to President Reagan. I could go on and on and on right now just to trigger the left. Did you see what happened? Did you see? Did you hear about that yesterday? Um, the GOP, the state, or excuse me, the um, uh, la 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 la. I guess it's oh, it's the RNC must have put this out. The RNC must have put this out. They put out a tweet slash social media post yesterday saying Happy President's Day, and it had it for the entire day. The left was just fuming and frothing at the mouth and anger and rage. Because they didn't include Democrat presidents going back uh, throughout history. It's just a nine-member grid that they that they put together, right? Just nine members in a little grid. They put. I'm just trying to describe the picture to you because i got to do my best to do that since this is radio and not television. It would be really cool if I could show this to you. But they put this out on social media. And um, the nine... Grids or the nine boxes in the grid rather show a different 
Republican president's face. And each of the faces is accompanied by a word. When you read the words from left to right in each of the three lines of the three-member grid, it says, Happy President's Day to not you, such great U.S. presidents. Well, in the middle of the second line, the not you, you can imagine whose face is there. It's President Brandon's, covered with a face mask, <laughs> which is even better. So they got nine, or excuse me, eight Republican presidents, and the President Brandon. It says "Not you" in red letters, and that's it. And it it just Happy President's Day to not you. Such great U.S. presidents is the way to win. The left went nuts for two reasons. Number one, how. Dare you disrespect the Commander-in-Chief of the United States Armed Forces, our current president, Joseph R. Biden, in such a way. Oh, my goodness, they went nuts. But that wasn't the worst of it. The worst of it was Joy Reid on MSNBC, who led the fight on Twitter to declare the Republican Party as racist because they whitewashed, their words, whitewashed Barack Obama out of their Republican presidential grid uh, to to whom they wished happy, happy President's Day. Apparently, Barack Obama was excluded because he's half black. Mind you, he's, he's, he's half black, but still considered the first black president. But he was excluded by the GOP in the mind of the left, the radical lunatics on the left, because he's black or half black, not because he's a Democrat. It was obviously a meme intended to celebrate from the GOP, great GOP presidents. So it just drove them nuts that they included Trump, but not Obama, and they included Trump and disparaged with a not you uh, to Joe Biden. Oh, my goodness, we can't have a little bit of humor on President's Day at all, not to mention some obvious you know, partisanship. It's a GOP posting this for crying out loud. They're not going to be praising Democrat presidents for obvious reasons. In the same way, I doubt very seriously that any messages sent out on President's Day by the DNC would have included positive language toward Donald Trump or George Bush or Ronald Reagan, for that matter. Pretty pretty confident that's the case. So on this uh, on this Tuesday, I will wish everyone a belated happy President's Day. But no, Joseph R. Brandon. Not you. With that, I think it's time for us to go ahead and start our program. i got a lot of news to get to today. We've got a couple of important guests, which I'll tell you about after we do our Pledge of Allegiance. So, Patriots, please rise where you are if you can. If you're driving, you can, you can skip that part. Uh, but uh, please rise and uh, put your hand over your heart. Go ahead and face a flag if you have one. And join us in our pledge to this great republic. If you do not have a flag nearby, just go ahead and close your eyes and try to picture one. If you are a Brandon voter, if you believe in tyranny, if you believe in martial law, if you believe in forced vaccinations, if you believe in sending an absolutely incompetent, illiterate fool of a vice president to negotiate with foreign leaders on the verge of war, if you believe in sending an absolute blithering idiot, and by the way, if you're going to be, if you are going to be an idiot, I do prefer that you go full blithering, and she did it. But if you believe in sending an inarticulate buffoon like Kamala Harris to negotiate 
and to express disdain for and to threaten with sanctions foreign leaders on the verge of war so that she can go there and, and dump another word salad in their laps, embarrassing all of us on the world stage. If you support any of that, well, you go ahead and take a knee next to your favorite quarterback, or rather, ex-quarterback, because we know you don't believe in any of this anyway. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Coming up in less than a half hour, we're going to talk to Ohio gubernatorial candidate Joe Blystone. Blystone is still in the race, despite polling numbers that indicate maybe that shouldn't be the case. We're going to talk to him about the state of his campaign, some of the issues and concerns. We'll get his thoughts on Mike DeWine, and we'll get his thoughts on what happened on Friday, which was the ORP holding their state central committee meeting and endorsing for re-election the little Napoleonic tyrant that locked down Ohio and destroyed countless numbers of lives. Jobs, businesses, Students all paid the price for his little power trip and his granting of authority to make all decisions regarding COVID-19 to a left-wing abortionist like Amy Acton. Yep, they signed off on it and said, that's our guy. Four more years, four more years, which is why the ORP can go straight to hell, straight to hell. We'll talk to uh, Blystone about that, and then at 1010, more from one of those state central committee members, Shannon Burns, who runs the Strongsville GOP. He'll be joining me at uh, 1010 to give us a little bit of a recap of what happened at that meeting, which, by the way, critical members of the press, meaning members of the press who have been critical of Mike DeWine in the past, were barred from that meeting, including Jack Windsor, including the Ohio Star, including Cincinnati TV reporter Dwayne Pullman, uh, a reporter with 35 years of award-winning experience. Nope, you're not allowed to come in. You've been critical of Mike DeWine. You've been critical of Bob Paduchik. You've been critical of the GOP, so you're not allowed in. Unbelievable. Unbelievable how Democrat the Republican Party really is in the state of Ohio. So we've got uh, Joe Blystone going to join us at 935, and then we've got uh, Shannon Burns to talk about all of that coming up at uh, 1010. The word salad. I, You know, I mean, when you think you've heard it all, you just turn to Kamala Harris and say, go. And then you're going to hear something you've never heard before. You haven't heard it all until you've heard Kamala Harris mumble and stammer. And again, I, I, I know it's a repetitive analogy, and other people have used it since I started using it. I don't know where it originated. I kind of thought of it myself, but maybe somebody else did too. But listening to her make public statements in response to questions that she is never ready for sounds like that proverbial middle middle school kid who's been forced to go to the front of the room and give a book report on a book that she hasn't read. She's so extraordinarily unprepared. And this, by the way, doesn't come from Republicans. This type of criticism doesn't just come from Republicans. It comes from former Kamala Harris staffers who have complained. She doesn't like to read the briefings. She doesn't like to read the reports. She doesn't like to prepare herself for what she's walking into. She thinks that she can negotiate and present on the fly. 
you know, off the cuff, if you will. The problem is she is such a slow, slow-witted speaker. She has no idea. And she just yammers and stammers and rumbles and bumbles and until you just have a whole bunch of words that are out there swirling around you. And you're wondering, what did she just say? The most recent example, as I noted before the pledge, was in her press conference in which she was describing, and she was she went to Germany, of course, to uh, participate in the uh, in the discussions of sanctions against Russia and Vladimir Putin for an invasion of Ukraine. She went to the world stage to threaten Vladimir Putin, and then to tell the press, the world press, not just the United States, but to tell the world press what the United States position is on this. And in that context, she declared to reporters that Putin has already made his decision to invade Ukraine. Before then telling the very same reporters that they hope that their sanctions will deter him from making the decision to invade Ukraine. Wait a minute. You just said he's already made up his mind. He's going in. That's why we're putting down sanctions. Then you're saying we're putting down sanctions to deter him from going in. Which is it? Are the sanctions a deterrence or the sanctions punitive? Sounds to me like what you're saying is he's already made his decision to go in, so any sanctions that we levy against Russia would be punitive to punish them and him for doing so. But no, you're retracting your he's made his decision uh, statement and saying that our sanctions will deter him from making the decision to go into to, uh, uh, Ukraine in the first place. And mind you, everything that I just said, was crystal clear compared to the way she said it. Listen to the salad. Get your forks ready. But if you believe Putin has made up his mind, what leverage do you really have? Why not put those sanctions in place now? The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. But let's also recognize the unique nature of the sanctions that we have outlined. These are some of the greatest sanctions, if not the the, the strongest, that we've ever issued. As I articulated yesterday, it it is... I have to pause it there only because um, (laughs) this woman has never been articulate for a day in her public life. I like how she chose that word to try to make herself sound smarter than she is. She could have said, as I said yesterday, but no, 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 no. She had to throw out a multisyllabic word there and say, as I articulated yesterday, as if I'm so articulate and so clear. I know this is nitpicking, but it just, as soon as I heard it, I just laughed. You didn't articulate anything yesterday. If you were articulate, you wouldn't be a laughingstock on the national and the world stage. But please continue to articulate, you bumbling buffoon. As I articulated yesterday, it, it is directed at institutions, in particular financial institutions, and individuals, and it will exact absolute harm for the Russian economy and their government. But if Putin has made up his mind, do you feel that this threat that has been looming is really going to deter him? Absolutely. We strongly believe, and and remember also that the sanctions are a product not only of our perspective as the United States, but a shared perspective among our allies. And the allied relationship is such that we have agreed that the deterrence effect of these sanctions is still a meaningful one, especially because, remember also, we still sincerely hope that there is a diplomatic path out of this moment. 
And within the context then of the fact that that window is still opening, although, open, although it is absolutely narrowing, but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open, the deterrence effect, we believe, has merit. <laughs> I can't do anything with that. I just can't. How do you try to navigate your way through that just... I mean, to call it a word salad is just not enough. I mean, it is just one incoherent thought after another because she doesn't know what to say. She literally told reporters that it's over. Putin has decided to invade. That's it. He's going in. Then when asked, then what are the sanctions being called deterrence for? Well, we still believe that, you know, even though he has decided to go in, we can do something to deter that decision uh, that he has made to go in. And to do so again in such a word jumble, um, it, it, let, me, let me give you that last part of that again. Within the context, then, of the fact that the window is still opening, although open, although it is absolutely narrowing, but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open. I could ask a four-year-old to sum that up better and, and would get better results. I'm, I'm, I might be pushing it when I say four. Certainly a fourth grader. I don't know. I could ask a child to sum that situation up and I would get more clarity than I get from the embarrassing Kamala Harrison, last point here before I take our time out here. I want you to understand that this blithering idiot that we have on the world stage as our vice president, the blithering idiot that has been tasked with dealing with the southern border and now over a year in still doesn't know what the root causes of illegal migration really are. We have to sit down with the governments of these other countries to find out why their people want to leave their country and make the long journey to get to the United States and then illegally cross our borders as undocumented citizens or undocumented persons. So we're still trying to figure out the root cause. That blithering idiot is in this position because Joe Biden pledged, without thinking it through, to eliminate to eliminate dozens and dozens and dozens of qualified, experienced, potential candidates for vice president by saying, I'm going to pick a woman. That cut it in half, and then I'm going to pick a black woman. That cut it down into such a small slice where he was forced to choose from a very, very small pool of candidates. And what did it result in? It resulted in this blithering idiot, and I cannot say it enough, so I'm going to continue to say it. It resulted in this blithering idiot embarrassing us on the world stage. And I ask you, given the fact that his exact same pledge has been made to choose the next Supreme or a Supreme Court Associate Justice, how much confidence do you have that this lifetime appointment is going to result in the very best person available for that job? Because he has made the same identity politics mistake he made with Harris he's about to make with the Supreme Court Justice. Qualifications and experience, ah, that's passe. It's color of skin and sex that really makes the difference in the mind of President Brandon. I'll be right back. All right. A couple of other notes on the international scale. 
while Kamala Harris embarrassed us and uh, essentially guaranteed Vladimir Putin's decision to go into Ukraine, because obviously we've seen this, this game before. When weak beta males are in charge of the federal government, be it Barack Obama or Joe Biden slash uh, Kamala Harris, when they're in charge, dictators and despots ramp up their game because they have nothing to fear. Vladimir Putin invaded Crimea and annexed Crimea when Barack Obama was on the watch because he didn't believe Barack Obama would do a doggone thing to him. He was right. Kim Jong-un was testing more intercontinental ballistic missiles to try to reach the U.S. mainland and did so because he knew Barack Obama wouldn't do a doggone thing to him. Now Vladimir Putin's at it again going into into, uh, uh, Ukraine because Joe Biden won't do a doggone thing to him. You notice what didn't happen? None of those things happened during the four years of the Trump administration because strength, peace through strength, is the way to go. But so in addition to that on the international stage, how about this? Justin Trudeau says, you know, those emergencies, power, emergency powers that I uh, took advantage of in order to bust up the trucker convoy, the freedom convoy. Yeah, I'm going to keep those for a while. Yeah, I know the convoy's broken up. I know Ottawa has, uh, is, you know, is, is back to normal, but I'm going to keep those powers. How many times do we have to point this out? Absolute power corrupts absolutely, and dictators never give back power once they've attained it. Never. The only dictators who have ever surrendered power once they have attained it is having it taken from them. Someone has defeated them, hopefully diplomatically and electorally and democratically rather than violently, but it has to be taken from them. So, number one, uh, Justin Trudeau says, yeah, we're going to keep those emergency powers in place. Over in England, Boris Johnson has said, we are lifting the remaining COVID restrictions throughout England. We are going to trust people to do with their health what they need to do. We will remove legal requirements for close contacts who are not fully vaccinated to self-isolate. We will tell people, be smart. There are other transmissible diseases out there like flu. Treat this like that. If you're sick, stay home. If you're not, don't worry about it. So how about that? Boris Johnson in England has said, we're open for business. The The pandemic is over. So I want you to take a look at the two, Boris Johnson in England, Justin Trudeau in Canada, and ask you which of those two do you think Joe Biden would choose to model himself after. Joe Biden, during the same period of time that Boris Johnson was lifting all COVID restrictions in England, and Justin Trudeau was doubling down on the Emergencies Act to give himself martial law powers in Canada, Joe Biden made the call. And you know which one he made. Very quietly, Joe Biden has extended the U.S. national emergency, that is COVID, past its March deadline. He did not put a new deadline on it, which means it is in perpetuity. It is indefinite. Joe Biden has said that the national health emergency that has been declared for the last Two years will be extended past its March expiration, and there is no new expiration date. So which one of the two, little tyrannical Justin or freedom-loving Boris, did Joe Biden follow? Well, I think think that says an awful lot. Taking a time out here for news, bottom of the hour. We'll come back, talk to governor candidate Joe Blystone next, AM 1420, The Answer.
light against the darkness of tyranny. Always right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. 937, always right, never left. Always right, never wrong. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420. The answer. We'll come back to some of the national and international stuff in a bit, but I want to spend some time now talking about Ohio, Ohio politics. I announced on this program weeks ago that I would go scorched earth, do whatever it takes to stop Mike DeWine from uh, getting another turn, term as Ohio governor. Uh, it absolutely must happen. I will not let the Ohio corrupt Ohio ORP uh, win this thing. I will not allow it. I'll do whatever I can. And I may not have enough power to get it done, but I will never be able to or never uh, accuse myself of not having done all that I could. So to that end, we are looking at the other gubernatorial candidates and joining us now is one of them. We talked to Joe Blystone a little bit last year. It's good to have him back now on AM 1420, The Answer. Joe Blystone, candidate, the constitutional conservative is the branding of the campaign for Ohio governor. Uh, Joe, thanks for joining us. How are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? I'm doing well, too. Appreciate you coming on with us. There's uh, a lot of stuff has happened since the last time I talked to you, and admittedly, it's been a bit, but a lot of stuff has happened. So in doing the uh, you know little prep and research for the show, for the interview, rather, uh, as I do for, for uh, my show, I just did a little quick Google check. Not Google. I don't use Google. I use DuckDuckGo. I refuse to put any money in Silicon Valley pockets like those. But I DuckDuckGo searched Joe Blystone campaign, and Joe... Uh, not liking what I see, man, and I'm sure you don't either. Uh, the, here are the results on the first page. Blystone gubernatorial campaign imploding because things aren't being done right, says former campaign manager. Ex-Ohio uh, candidate Joe Blystone accused of unprecedented level of illegal activity and underreporting. Ex-campaign staffers file complaint and affidavits accusing gubernatorial candidate Blystone of an unprecedented level of illegal activity. Joe, it's a lot of stuff like that. Before I finally get down to that first page of you choosing uh, Blystone picks Union County Marine veteran as running mate. So what's up with all of that negativity? How's the campaign going in your estimation? Hey, uh, well, uh, here's what I can tell you. uh, regarding all that, uh, we're, we're, we're fighting the machine. We're fighting people who have, who are multimillionaires. Uh, and as you know, uh, uh, the political world is evil and disgusting. And a grassroots guy like myself, I'm scaring them to death because our campaign, uh, is, is, uh, we got a lot of traction all over this state. Uh, and many moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, we're just kind of done with the political crowd. We're done with all the empty promises, and we want our country back. And that's why we're getting so much attention. And with that attention bec- uh, comes exactly what you read. Uh, have we had some issues in the campaign? Absolutely. We're, we're just, uh, I'm a farmer. What the heck did I know about running a campaign? So we've we've learned as uh, as we go, uh, and you know, making some some decisions good, some bad. Uh, but by gosh, uh, we got the fire behind us right now. Well, let's let's talk about that because I get being done with the political folks uh, that you talk about. Uh, I know a lot of people are tired of that too. Maybe that's why there is an appeal for outsiders. But you, you can't be done with political laws. Those have to be followed. They have to be followed very closely. And it wasn't an outsider uh, or an opponent that has been taking the shots at you and your campaign. It was your own former campaign co-manager 
she uh, she she filed a 51-page complaint with 30 exhibits and documentations. It named you. It named your wife. It named campaign committee treasurer uh, uh, Jane Blystone as, and friends of Joe Blystone, the campaign committee, all in this uh, in these these complaints that were filed, and they all center on a whole bunch of money being taken in and identification of the sources of that money not being reported, and those dollars really being essentially unaccounted for, a lot of them. So this isn't like, you know, the multi-million dollar campaign, or excuse me, multi-millionaire opponents you're talking about. This is your own crew. This is your own staff who said, i got to get out of here because this is all kind of illegal. How do you respond to all that? Well, it'll all come out in the court system. Uh, We've actually filed a a suit against that uh, particular person. I just want everybody to pay attention who's leading that charge and complaint-wise uh, uh, regarding attorneys. Uh, the attorney that is leading that charge is uh, uh, Attorney Scott Poland, who is also the Knox County captain for the Renacy campaign. So, you know, again, uh, we're fighting evilness. These people have lots of money, and they're going to do whatever they can do. Uh, to smear me out of this campaign, and we're not going to let it happen. Okay, so so just to to put a cap on that part, then uh, you said you filed a lawsuit. Are you saying that your former campaign manager who filed this complaint is lying, Sarah Chambers, that she's lying about uh, all of the things that she uh, presented? Absolutely, and uh, part of that suit, she also sold uh, 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 confidential uh, records regarding campaign finance that was never uh presented to the treasurer uh and obviously if if she doesn't have these records she can't do her job real quick on the lawsuit that you said you filed against that individual uh for for this complaint well all these uh any 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 uh any uh law uh uh questions obviously that'll have to be asked to my attorney uh mr uh, josh brown Okay. All right. Uh, I appreciate that. Let's talk about the guy who's got the job that you want. Give me your impression of uh, of Governor Mike DeWine. You know, uh, he's a tyrant. Uh, he's a guy who picked winners and losers when it came to business. Uh, he's been he's been choking our children regarding masks uh, while letting uh, you know OSU uh, Stadium uh, fill up with uh, unmasked folks. Uh, uh, the attack on our children, the attack on our families needs to end. Uh, and I wouldn't, a guy like me wouldn't even jump into politics if it wasn't for, uh, what has happened the last two years. But, uh, our, uh, our hired representatives are supposed to represent our voice in Columbus. And uh, Mr. Mike DeWine uh, slammed the door on them, not listening to them, uh, and uh, uh, propping up big corporations while many mom-and-pop shops all over this state has closed and will never open again. You know, he, he, he props up big business uh, uh, regarding tax and business friendliness in this state. Uh, we rank 45th. We don't have no small to medium-sized businesses moving into this state because it's it's not tax-friendly. But then he does have corporations, uh, obviously the Intel uh, business that's moving in. We roll out the red carpet, and we give them everything and off the backs of uh, uh, us, uh, us workers. 
Well, I'll tell you what. We're talking to Joe Blystone, candidate for Iowa governor. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore on everything you just said. He has got to go. He has been an absolute disaster prior Forget about just COVID. Prior to that, he uh, oversaw the, I think, 47th out of 50 states in terms of job growth. Uh, Mike DeWine has been a disaster as governor. Would you agree with me that he has to go? It's imperative that he no longer be governor of the state of Ohio. Absolutely, he has to go. Uh, you know, the policy set forth by this administration is not working for Ohioans. We need representation. We, we don't need a tyrant. We don't need a leader. We need somebody who is going to represent the majority of folks in Ohio, not just the, uh, the millionaires and billionaires. Uh, we need representation, just like Governor DeSantis or Governor Nome is doing in their state. Uh, and we need to have somebody with a backbone that will slam the door shut on Washington and treat our uh, Ohio just just like it is. It's a sovereign state, and we need to be making decisions what's best for Ohioans in this state. So, uh, again, couldn't agree more, uh, particularly on, on the decisions Mike DeWine has done and the favoritism toward corporations over small business owners and more. I don't totally agree with that. What is your opinion of the other uh, challenger in this race, in this uh, Republican primary, Jim Renacci? No, oh, I think uh, he's more of DeWine 2.0. Uh, if you want, if you want more of that kind of leftist ideology, he's your man. If you want a politician, he's your man. He doesn't have a uh, a, a, a conservative voting record. Uh, he voted for transgender rights under the under the Obama uh, era. He voted for the Maloney Amendment. He voted for stricter background checks. I mean, he's a DeWine, so people people need to decide. Do they want more of the same, or do they want somebody that's on the outside of the outer belt, somebody who has never been in politics, somebody who is going to represent their voice, somebody who's not looking for a career in politics? I, I'm doing this out of necessity because I didn't feel there was anybody stepping up that was a true constitutional conservative that would fight for me and my family and my children and my grandchildren. And that's what people let, let are me, looking let, let me Let me jump into a couple of things that you just said there, because um, you have made that accusation against Renacci on numerous occasions, saying that he voted in favor of, of a transgender bathroom bill when he was in Congress. Um, you realize that no such bill with Jim Renacci's signature on it or his yes vote on it exists, don't you, Mr. Blystone? Uh, I, I I believe you are uh, uneducated in that, sir. Okay, can you can we you can, provide that then? Can you provide I, that then? I, absolutely. All, all congressional think. votes are public record, all of them. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard you say this before, and uh, and it troubles me because never anywhere have you or any of your supporters ever been able to provide any bill such bill that Jim Renacci voted for. Um, it it you have news stories claiming such things, but there is no vote in congressional record that proves this. So what I want to know is, will you? When will you? How about that? Since you said you have it. When will you provide the proof that is required to back up that public statement about a camp about an uh, election opponent? Well, when you, when, uh, sir, when you say we haven't, well, I'm not sure what you mean because we have. And I'm more. Where, where I'm is more where happy. is it? Can, where is it? Can you send it to me? Can you send me because I've looked 
and I know a lot of yeah, other yeah, people sure. have as well. Can you send to me the proof? Now, not a news story saying something, but the actual congressional vote, which is available. It's all public info. I've looked in the public info. That's the reason I'm asking you the question. If you've seen something no, I, that I haven't, I need to see it uh, from the actual congressional record. You have that in your possession? I do, absolutely. And okay. I will send that to you as soon as we get off this phone call. Yeah, as soon as you do, as soon as we hang up, we won't hang up, rather. I mean, as soon as we end it, we'll put you on hold and you can uh, give it to my assistant and let me know. Let me ask you this uh, also because I'm, I'm interested in the polling between yourself and DeWine and Renacy. Um Multiple polls, including independent ones, not the push polls that candidates sponsor, but uh, show that in a, in a head-to-head race, Jim Renacy and Mike DeWine are neck-and-neck. In a three-way race, with yourself included, also an answer, because Renese is anti-DeWine, you're anti-DeWine. In a three-way race, DeWine wins the primary with ease. Uh, in, in a head-to-head race with yourself and Mr. DeWine, it's no contest. Um, is, it, is it the right thing for the people of Ohio to allow Mike DeWine to just skate back into the governor's office by splitting the vote? And considering that the numbers show that you have literally no chance in a head-to-head against him, Renacy does. Wouldn't it be better to unite your efforts? Um, so there's only been one uh, bipartisan neutral poll that has been put out, only one. Uh, all these other polls have been paid for by, uh, by campaigns. Uh, the one poll was put out by Trafalgar, um, and it, show, it does show uh, DeWine ahead, uh, but it shows... Uh, Renacy and I head to head within a two within a two point uh, margin uh, of error. So I'm not sure what polls you're looking at, but uh, the polls uh, that we're looking at shows us uh, 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 a very uh, important contender. Okay, I have not seen anything of that sort, so you, maybe you can send me that too. The numbers that I show show uh, you in a very, very distant third in a in a in a in a race in this particular race. And then the last thing, which is really bugging me about this, we're talking to Joe Blystone, candidate for governor. Um, why do you think it is that a significant number of Mike DeWine's biggest donors, the ones who max out contributions to him, are also donating money to your campaign? So. Uh, who, who exactly is that? Well, there's a, there's a list, and I've seen $1,000, $1,500, total of about $10,000 between some of DeWine's most ardent supporters, and I can give you those names, too, uh, when we're done here, but have also donated to you. And the thinking is, and this is what I'm asking you, is do you think that DeWine is trying to prop you up and keep you in the race, knowing that in a three-way race he wins? In a head-to-head race against Renacy, it's a coin flip. Well, the only the only uh, the only person I know that has uh, donated to uh, Dewine uh, and has donated to me also is uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Martin Savko. Uh, Marty is a good friend of mine. He comes to my restaurant uh, quite often. Uh, Marty uh, uh, Marty owns a big con- uh, construction company. Um, Marty donates to a lot of people and. Uh, uh, for the fact that somebody, but, but, but why, uh, why, why would it? Why would? Why would? Why would somebody like that donate to the guy that you and I both agree has to go? Why would he be a Dewine donor in addition to being a Blystone donor? Well, 
I don't know. Uh, maybe you need to ask these people why they they're doing that. Maybe maybe it's because they do business with the state. Uh, I don't know. I that's that's my guess. Well, I figured since he's such a good friend, that you might know exactly why he's donating to Dewine, but then also donating to you. Is he? Does he? If if you can't win, does he? Let me let me rephrase. Do you think that any of your supporters, if if you can't win this race, would rather have Dewine win the win the race than Renacy? No, uh, many of my supporters have explained to us that if uh, if I don't win the primary, uh, they will not be voting for the in the general election. Matter of fact, many have told me that they'll let the Democrats have it before they vote for another politician. Another politician. Okay. All right. Well, Joe Blystone, I appreciate it. I'm going to put you on hold here, like I said, because I would love to get my hands on that specific uh, uh, congressional record of the vote that you're talking about, because that's, uh, that's a pretty heady charge. I've got, um, there's a letter, I don't know if you've seen it, that was sent out uh, at the end of last week or toward the end of the last week, signed by a bunch of prominent Ohio conservatives, uh, completely rebuking that notion and that uh, allegation that Jim Renacci voted for any um, uh, transgender bathroom bills. And in fact, in fact, you know, this is what the letter says, too. And maybe you can tell me if you have spoken on Ohio House Bill 61. It says Jim Renacci is the only candidate running for governor who has stated his support publicly uh, in signing Ohio House Bill 61, which is the Save Women's Sports Act, which would prohibit biological men from competing against biological women in those trans bills. Have you spoken on that? Because I, I legitimately don't know. No, I, I, I don't. Uh, I'm focused on his past voting records. What what about that current issue though? I'm I'm curious. Do you, do you have a, a stand on that? Well, absolutely. We should not have any uh, biological men uh, uh, in girls' sports. As a matter of fact, uh, here about a week ago, I uh, was over in Tip City at the uh, Bethel School District, and I spoke in front of the school district because they they were wanting to allow one one transgender student one of uh, a, a student body of 3,000 to use the bathroom and locker room of their choice. I'm very vocal about this. Okay, well, that's uh, good to know because I, 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 I literally hadn't heard that about you. So it's good to know that you and, and Mr. Renacci are in lockstep with that because you probably know that he signed an amicus brief with the Supreme Court uh, in opposition to a decision um, uh, in Virginia to open restrooms to members of the opposite sec- sex. He's not even in Virginia, but he signed an amicus brief to stop that from happening. So it sounds like you guys are actually in, uh, have more in common uh, on that than people realize. All Mr. right. Well, I, 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 can't, uh, I, I can't give any, uh, any word on what he did in Virginia. Okay. Well, yeah. Just uh, just wanted to make you aware of that because, like I said, I think uh, I think you and Jim Renacci are both in the same mindset that uh, Mike Dewine has got to go, and it's my hope that the person who is has the best chance of beating him will get the support of the other person and their supporters as well. Uh, because I think uh, I, I think it's extraordinarily important that we make sure Mike Dewine is a one-term governor. He's done enough damage, uh, and I hope uh, you know I hope that we can all come to an agreement on that. So let me put you on hold, Mr. Blystone. I appreciate you coming on. Good luck in the primary, and uh, uh, we appreciate your time. All right. Thank you much. All right. Let's put him on hold. Let's get that proof that he says he has that Jim uh, Renacci voted in uh, while in Congress for a transgender bathroom bill. Uh, like I said, I've searched, and I've hunted, and I've talked to a lot, of, a lot of other people who have done that, too, can find no such record. So let's see what he's got. 
We'll take a time out here. We've got news coming. We're going to take this straight to news. And on the other side of the newscast, we're going to go back into Ohio's politics, particularly in the ORP, where they held their little state central committee on uh, committee meeting on Friday and, of course, voted to endorse the bespectacled buffoon, the Napoleonic tyrant that is Mike DeWine. Shannon Burns will join me. He was in that meeting. He was casting votes. He'll join me next, AM 1420, The Answer. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.